I painted my nails today and I put on a top coat with iridescent glitter in it to like get me in that vampire <laughs> sparkly mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown adults revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I I'm Sophie, and I am one of the hosts of this podcast. <laughs> and as always, I have a randomly generated YA title for this episode. My randomly generated YA title is My Year of Names and Questing. Oh. Which Interesting. just sounds like a thing that could yeah. exist. It yeah. sounds like a pretty generic fantasy book. Like you'd yeah. read it and you'd be like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, like this doesn't necessarily sound like the title of the book, but it sounds like in the prologue when you have the first person perspective and they're like, let me tell you about mm. my year of names and questing. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, like that's the start of the book right there. Yeah. Ooh. So we're branching out. Not only are we doing YA book titles, we're also doing YA opening lines. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're doing YA an entire book in one line <laughs> per episode. <laughs> Great. Anyway, who are you guys? I'm Sam, and my randomly generated YA title is The Cafe of Paperbacks and Bowstrings. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I want to go there. I know. It's like a library cafe, but with archery. Dang. Right. Oh, I was definitely thinking uh, string instruments. I should say that oh. less moistly. String <laughs> instruments. Trudeau <laughs> uh, would be so disappointed in me. Uh, too moist. Speaking, Speaking moistly. <laughs> How dare you speak so moistly? Well, anyway. Yep, the last one. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? I would you. love to. My name is Hannah, and my randomly generated YA title for today is My Blog of Politics and Dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Okay>. like, <laughs> that's a blog circa 2016, the US, right? <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be. Well, regardless, it's depressing, and I don't want to think about it too much. Yeah. Great. <laughs> well, um... Take us away, Sophie. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's move on. Now that I've killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, let me take you on a very smooth transition. Speaking of dying. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, actually. Speaking of dying, Sam, why don't you tell us what happened in Twilight? Well, the Cullens saved the day. But, wow. Well, not before James <laughs> has time to break Bella's leg, a few ribs, and give her a big old bite on the hand. Carlisle and Edward rush to the rescue, and Edward sucks out all the venom from Bella's bloodstream, which I am sure is the first thing we will all talk about after Hannah's Midnight Sun uh -huh. summary. So, uh, Hannah, take it away. Yeah, both chapters this time were fairly short, although because, you know, Edward. Uh, the Midnight Sun chapter is twice <laughs> as long as the Twilight chapter. As always. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The guy has so many thoughts. Basically... <laughs> He fights James, he freaks the f*** out over Bella's injuries, and then he sucks the venom out. His body wants to drink all of Bella's blood, but he is able to stop thanks to the power of love. Wow. Wow. So romantic. Yep. 
I I could not believe how much longer the Midnight Sun chapter was than the Twilight one. It, I know. Like the Twilight chapter was six pages. Yeah. And yeah. the exact same thing happens in both. Granted, Bella is mostly unconscious. Yeah. That's true. But still. <laughs> Edward just has a lot of thoughts. Like yeah. he just thinks, but nobody thinks in that vivid of sentences. No. This scene, the Midnight Sun scene also, is happening in vampire time. Mm-hmm. The amount of time it takes from Edward entering the room, throwing James away, getting to Bella's side, and Carlisle also being there, he mm-hmm. says is a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, how do you have so many thoughts <laughs> in just a few seconds? <laughs> it's so many thoughts. It, it's, like, not even different Mm-mm. substance to the thoughts it's like the same thought but reworded a bunch of different ways yeah it's like yeah. buddy just like yeah i get it he's panicking yeah but like the whole chapter is just the same circle yeah. of thoughts yeah but Four how can times. somebody think that clearly when in a panic oh like, i can't i can't Not me. no i can't even form coherent sentences anyways, anyways i did want to address the most important thing mm-hmm. you can't suck snake venom out of a wound so i don't know why you'd be able to suck vampire venom out of a wound <laughs> so sophie this is my question for you oh great did you by chance math out how far or fast this spread throughout bella's body by the time edward started sucking it out and proved to the fact that it would have been like completely through her body by the time he started sucking no, Sam, That's and fair. you know why? Because <laughs> Stephanie, Stephanie Meyer was not uh, kind enough to give me, like, a vampire suction power true. potential. <laughs> yes, true. So we're, this is us officially asking Stephanie Meyer, how much does a vampire oh. suck? <laughs> I need to know for science purposes. <laughs> I need to know for science. Everyone pause. I just... Oh, I, do I want to Google if there is a number associated with how much a human being <laughs> can what suck? What is the suction power? Sophie, oh can you please? Human mouth. I hear her typing. <laughs> how strong of a vacuum can you make with your mouth? Let's see. <laughs> is Oh, there's some diagrams. Oh, good. Is there a number? I wonder what it's going to give it to me in. Like PSI? Okay, let's see. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh no! <A> second... Uh huh. <laughs> I have a feeling I know what it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, the second link was from Reddit, and I clicked on it, <laughs> and I didn't see what the whole question was. The question is: Does a human mouth have enough suction power to suck out an eyeball from another human? <laughs> and literally, the only further detail underneath is: This isn't my fetish. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. Great. This feels like I'm reading a Yahoo Answers. No, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know. No, no the, what I looked up is if a human can, like, if sucking out venom in a snake bite yeah. is actually something that can work. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things I saw were like, oh, you don't want to do it because, like, you'd have to cut it open wider and there's a risk of infection. So it's just better to not. But I was like, no, but I need to know if it can be done if yeah. you're not worried about any of those things. Yeah. yeah. As far as I could tell, the rate that a human heart pumps 
you just can't suck enough blood out. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Like, a big enough volume out to make a difference. Okay. And so I was like, I'm, I'll give it to you that a vampire probably can. Yeah. Right? That's the suspension of disbelief I'm willing to give. Okay. Yeah, that vampires but... suck a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get tired of this joke. I'm nope. just warning you now. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. But, but guys, counter, counter. Based uh-huh. off my previous assessment that Edward's lips are not, in fact, dry. Um, <laughs> Super They're dry. They're dry, Sam. They're dry. <laughs> dry no, smell. Because if he's sucking out her blood, he's, his tongue and everything is still active, which is covered in venom because that is the only liquid in a vampire. That mm. means that even if he's sucking out the venom, he's still leaving traces of venom in her bloodstream that would just spread even slower than what him taking out the stuff that's already in her. I'm just saying. Sam. Is he using his tongue to suck or is he oh, just God. making a vacuum with his lips? <laughs> and well, sucking. I'm assuming it's... <laughs> I love this chapter, you guys. I'm assuming, like, because his mouth is... Jesus Christ, this is dry. Mm-hmm. No, his mouth is very wet with venom. Uh-huh. It's dry. It's wet. And... <laughs> Like even even if he like if he was to close his mouth, what? Oh my god! I can't believe I'm even saying this out loud. Yeah, uh, no, go on. (laughs) Straight onto the internet. (laughs) If he's to close his mouth over the wound, like there's no Mm -hmm. way unless he just like got off of it. (laughs) Oh god, the visual in my head with his mouth like fully open, just like dripping (laughs) blood back into her. But then there's no way because then he would get venom, blood venom, like back into her. Anyways, moral of the whole thing, there would still be venom in her. I actually think that the fact that it doesn't really proves the point that Edward's lips are dry. Because <laughs> they are not dry. Are, but see, if they're dry, then no venom would have gotten into the wound. Yeah. And so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yep. Yeah, the fact no. that she didn't become a vampire even after he had his mouth yeah. on her is just proves further that proof his lips that his lips are dry. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. <laughs> because nobody would enjoy a kiss with dry lips. Nobody. Well, I mean, Bella might. She's yeah. not like other girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they mean when they say not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. I like dry like kisses and dry an ice cube. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, this is going great. Already I can tell. Yep. <laughs> One of the many, many questions that I had about this whole situation mm-hmm. is that Edward notices when he goes to suck out the venom that Bella's skin at the bite site is already starting to get colder and starting to get harder. So, like, she's already started to vampirize. Yeah. And yeah. Dimification. She, like, ossifies. <laughs> Min- miner- mineralizes. She's already mineralizing. Yeah, mineralizing. Yeah. Yeah. And this chapter doesn't address whether that is reversed or not. Like, does he suck her so hard that her skin goes back to normal? Or does she just have, like, a hard cold patch on her hand for the rest of her human life? I think, isn't that addressed later? I'm pretty sure she- I don't remember. I'm pretty sure she has, like, a scar that's, like, hardened from it. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure- That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure that, like, carries over into New Moon. Because that's, like, one of her ways of, like, tethering herself to reality. 
Oh. But I could I could be very wrong. Well, I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. Because that what I I didn't look up anything about. I didn't deep dive into parasites this time, so <laughs> I don't have Thank a basis God. for this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. No. Because that made me think like, okay, so that must mean that the venom and the actual like thing that turns them into vampires are both injected at the same time but are like two separate things right because it was like her skin was already changing in Mm -hmm. one part but like the venom would have like the amount of time they stood over her should have been enough to get venom through like a human's entire body (laughs) that's what i'm saying like he would have had to suck her dry yeah i hate that me too as dry as him no <laughs> yes hashtag team wet oh god, oh god. <laughs> let us know on social media if you're team wet or team dry <laughs> oh my god instead of team jacob and team Adam, it's now team wet and team dry uh, oh, oh no. i hate it usually we only reach this level of chaos like much further into the recording oh so i i googled it it you know it um according to the internet it takes under 20 seconds for one red blood cell to circulate around the whole body so doesn't that mean it should take 20 seconds for the venom to circulate through the whole body too yeah 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 so they 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 had to have been standing there longer than 20 seconds they 100 percent were yeah they didn't even realize she was bitten. Yeah. My yeah. theory is mm-hmm. that the venom, we've already talked about this, the venom does not serve to, like, kill their prey. Mm-hmm. And no. so the venom is something that just, like, makes it easier for them to hunt. So it won't, like, make a huge difference if it gets through her whole body. Because, mm-hmm. like, it shouldn't have only shown signs at her hand then right like it should have shown signs through her whole body yeah immediately so like maybe it's actual contact with something on their teeth and like so it's only the point where the teeth touch that it starts and then it grows right oh like maybe that's what it is their whole thing is that it has to spread through the bloodstream and that, like, the transformation yeah. is only complete once your heart stops. They've right. been pretty clear. I thought that it was, like, a bloodborne thing. But maybe there's also a local, like, not vascular, visceral effect. Or, like, muscular effect at wherever the injection site is. Yeah, like, maybe at the injection site, right, the first stage of the infection starts. And then when the infection reproduces itself into the bloodstream or something... Oh. Hmm. Like maybe it co-ops like you know how viruses like co-opt cells yeah. to reproduce themselves, right? So maybe it's uh-huh. something like that where like the cells at the point of infection are co-opted, start transforming into the vampire cells and then start reproducing themselves into the bloodstream from there mm. to spread to the rest of the body. I don't know enough about diseases or parasites or anything (laughs) yeah we're getting into the like human cellular biology 
which is none of our forte (laughs) one day this podcast is going to be popular enough that we can do like a revisit of twilight where we can call in a bunch of experts and be like we need to talk to you about human epidemiology wouldn't that be fun oh man we've got to get dr strang on here (laughs) your best friend (laughs) my new best friend uh dr strang the chief medical administrator of Nova Scotia with whom I have formed a parasocial relationship because I hear from him his human voice more than literally anybody else these days (laughs) watching Nova Scotia COVID briefs so uh (laughs) shout out to Dr. Strang if he's listening yeah we dedicate this episode (laughs) to Dr. (laughs) Strang imagine if he actually heard this one day that would be he's our he's our one listener yeah oh Oh, thanks, Dr. Strange. Oh, I'm so Hannah's, glad that my Hannah's best friend is listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So I was kind of excited about the prevalence of envenomation in this chapter because we all have some experience with the discomfort of being envenomated by animals, but nobody mm. more than Sophie. Oh, God. Yeah, this is true. So, <laughs> so Sophie, I wanted to ask you uh. how you think you should treat a vampire bite if sucking it out the venom doesn't work <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> see well this is hard because i generally don't do envenomation into the blood stream right True. i usually get surface level <laughs> envenomations envenomations uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. that's a word yep so uh, it's hard to tell because bella just says burning yeah. Which like, I d- I don't know what that means. Does is it a, your skin? Is it burning? Is it the inside of your arm that's burning? I if feel like the times that I was stung by jellyfish, burning was a very good way to describe that sensation. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say if it feels like it's your skin that's burning, yeah, and it could be perhaps that Edward's teeth are coated in nematocysts, <laughs> oh, like a jellyfish. <laughs> Uh huh. You don't don't pee on it. Oh my god! Why does everyone think you got to pee on it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everyone thinks you got to pee on it because somebody said that. That's not true. The only reason pee would help is because heat helps. <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh huh. <laughs> but just put vinegar on it, everybody. This is a PSA. Yeah. Douse put vinegar on your jellyfish vinegar. and vampire bites. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Don't pee on your vampire bites. Use vinegar. Yeah, Use you meat know what? Tenderizer. <laughs> Depending on what the function is, the functionality of whatever is causing the change, actually, because vinegar in nematocysts, jellyfish stingers, is mm-hmm. works because it causes the actual nematocyst cell to swell up. Mm-hmm. Oh. So that the little like spiky part that shoots out to sting can't go off okay so the reason it helps with a jellyfish sting is because when you get stung by a jellyfish there's usually more left over that haven't gone off yet mm-hmm. so over mm-hmm. time it's just going to get worse as more and more of them go off right so you use vinegar to stop any more from going off so it basically like stops a continuing reaction yeah so huh. maybe if they just dunked bella's arm in vinegar it would have stopped with just her hand yeah. But but would vinegar have the same chemical effect on vampire venom as it has on nematocytes? We don't know what the chemical composition we don't of the venom is. Exactly. Yeah. 
if the venom is like a liquid vector for whatever parasitic infection, yeah, then you need something that's going to kill or disable the parasite. Yeah. Yeah. Which could be vinegar. So it could be vinegar. I mean, it, vinegar it is be. very toxic to a lot of things. That's yeah. A, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If we assume that the parasite is some kind of invertebrate, like a moth. Yeah. A lot of, well, not a lot of, I think almost all aquatic invertebrates are super, super sensitive to copper. Yeah. Heavy yes. metals at all, really. Heavy metals. Yeah. 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 Wait, but human blood is like iron oh true so they're probably mm. not that susceptible to iron yes but they don't have blood anymore but they have to get into the human blood yeah oh. although maybe oh. they like react with something in the iron and that's why they don't the venom doesn't have an effect on other vampires actually that's something i don't know but that is a point that i wanted to discuss okay cool. because Edward, like, while he's sucking all the venom blood out of Bella, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. describes James's venom. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because that's what's in Bella as the sharp, icy taste of venom. So it has menthol in it. Yes, it has menthol. <laughs> yeah, you have great breath after. <laughs> really good for when you have a cold. Just yeah, maybe by that's a why Edward's breath smells so good. Yeah, oh, it's the menthol. But I was wondering, do you guys think it would have made more sense for like another vampire's venom to taste awful? It should, because anything right? that's not blood should taste bad to them. If it was your own venom, maybe it wouldn't. But like yeah. someone else's should feel terrible yeah. to stop you from like preying on another vampire. Yeah. Yeah. Your own venom should taste better than someone else's. Yeah. Interesting. I right? like that. Yeah. It just seems like something evolution should have taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to see the like vampire hunting TV show where they have like an emergency bite kit that's just like yes, a bunch of vinegar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, because I was just because I was reading this thing about snake bites. Mm-hmm. Like, they say, like, oh, a tourniquet, but, like, then you're going to lose the arm <laughs> or <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> if it's the choice between losing your arm and losing your entire life. Yeah. That also, what, I was, what made me laugh th- now thinking about, like, a vampire venom kit is, like, what you're actually supposed to do if you get a snake bite is focus on what the snake looked like so you can ID it to the hospital <laughs> so they can give you the right anti-venom. And now I'm just imagining you like roll, roll up to the hospital and you're like, he was blonde. <laughs> you had an eyes. average looking face. An average looking face. <laughs> <laughs> he was about 5'7". <laughs> With a voice like a car salesman. Like <laughs> and then they pull the, ve- the anti-venom off the shelf and they're like, ah, yes, the anti-James. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie James. Amazing. <laughs> I bet these uh, vampire hunters that I'm now thinking about and am more interested in than Twilight, they must have had to like synthesize vampire anti-venom. Do you think they were like going around capturing vampires and milking them to like <laughs> make anti-venom? Yeah. They yeah. just got Edward tied up in a barn with a cup <laughs> pressed to his teeth. <laughs> they did that in something. That has been oh, done. They? I feel like that's been done in a vampire show before. 
It's gotta have been. It's not. That can't have been an original idea. <laughs> yeah. I I don't I, know. I it's don't not think it was me right now. Yeah, because I watched True Blood. I don't yeah. think it was that one. What if I Google farming vampires? <laughs> uh huh. This goes back to our theory that vampires should be farmers. Vampires should be farmers. Vampires farming should be farmers. Vampires. Vampire milk. Vampire falls the hunt. Favorite oh farm. no! Don't Google vampire milk. No, <laughs> Hannah. Yeah. I oh don't know. no! Don't. <laughs> don't. I'm not going to. Don't combine those words in any permutation in Google. Nope. Mm-mm. I had a couple other thoughts related to this venom slash parasite scene. Uh huh. I just. It was interesting because now that I've started thinking about the idea that like the insta love slash obsession mm-hmm. is like the parasite controlling mm-hmm. the yeah. person. I can't not think about it. It's <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah, because especially in the Midnight Sun chapter, Edward is physically burning, is what he calls it, at Bella dying. And like the way he describes it is it's like a physical pain and he's not aware of what he's doing. Like he says, I didn't think about moving, but then I was at her side or like, Mm. I didn't know who was screaming until I realized it was me. And so on one hand, you know, you get that a lot in like very dramatic emotional scenes in books where they're like, I didn't realize it was me until, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was like, this is because the parasite is controlling him <laughs> to feel this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so he's yeah. like not really at the forefront of his own mind because the parasite is like panicking. The parasite wants him to turn Bella into a vampire. Yeah. That- yeah. Yeah. Well, that would make sense because that would mean this whole time he's just fighting the parasite. Yeah. It almost makes Edward less hateable. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, honestly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Shit. If he's been at the mercy of like a mind altering parasite this whole time. Yeah. yeah. Well. The only redeeming quality. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Do you think this is why Stephanie Meyer wrote the host? Oh. Oh. No. <laughs> Whoa. Oh. <laughs> Sophie. <laughs> For anyone well. who doesn't know, the host by stephanie meyer is about mind-altering parasites yeah dang wow what do you think would happen if one of the uh souls from the host got into a vampire now i want the book where (laughs) they're like the only way we can survive the souls invasion is is with vampires Oh, because i bet they wouldn't be able to be hosted yeah, their brain venom would just burn up the yeah. soft little hosts. But they couldn't even cut into them to even insert one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they could with a, They're smart. a, a diamond yeah. cutter. Yeah. True. They would figure out to use a piece of a vampire to cut into a Into a piece vampire. of a vampire. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Ooh. Oh, this is the crossover event that we all want. <laughs> yeah. Dang, is this, no. Is this a special we're going to do? Creating the crossover between the, the Twilight crossover and the host? Books? Yeah. Oh, oh man. Uh, sign up to our non-existent Patreon. It'll be on there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang. Do you think now... Okay, wait. I'm actually thinking now that like Stephanie Meyer probably came up with this partway through like Eclipse or something. 
or whatever and she just was like like that would have been a really great thing to do with these vampires and then she was like i'll just write a different book about it yeah (laughs) okay but again this is assuming that like stephanie meyer is that smart do we really think that stephanie meyer put like parasites are the reason behind the vampirism in her books probably not on purpose probably not I, i still don't think like i still think she would listen to this and be like Wow, that's a great idea. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at these fucking idiots biologizing yeah. all over my Twilight. <laughs> yeah. All over my fantasy novel. <laughs> yeah. It's magic, just hand wave. I feel like Stephanie Meyer's not, maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. And like, I then apologize to Stephanie Meyer. Maybe you are that clever. I just, yeah. I just have a hard time believing it. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm interested in the fact that she wrote two. Well, like one series and one book mm-hmm. with mind-altering parasites. Yeah. One of the things that I thought was interesting in this chapter, since I'm not allowed to talk about Venom anymore, mm-hmm. is the various features that Alice sees for Bella. Oh. Obviously, we know how it comes out at the end of Twilight and like she's fine eventually. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that Alice sees is like Bella's going to be turned into a vampire but it's going to take a long time it's going to be really slow it's going to be really painful because she got bitten on her hand she's like Edward you could make this easier on her she's going to be turned into a vampire anyway like you could basically bite her somewhere else and make it go faster so she won't suffer for as long and like they see that and then she sees the vision of or Edward could just kill her and put her out of her misery and like she oh, sees yeah. that future where edward yeah. just kills her right there and i was like i was not expecting that like damn morbid yeah that part like viscerally upset me <laughs> yeah it was a lot darker than i was expecting it to go like uh it was just it reminded me of everything we got mad at edward about at the beginning but yeah. like you know, the end of the road of that, Mm. of those red flags, which is like making decisions for Bella, not taking into account, like, right. It's the same thing where he's never told her granted. It's only been like five days. Five days. (laughs) Yes. But like, he never told her what being a vampire means. He Mm -hmm. so desperately didn't want her to know. Yeah. Because he was like, well, then she's going to want to be a vampire. And it's like, well, you have to just tell her let her make that choice for herself yeah and instead he's like i'm gonna make the choice to kill her for her yeah but like if this was a (laughs) situation this not okay wait let me preface this to say (laughs) Uh that like if this was a proper conversation between two adults and it was a consenting vampire dating a consenting human this is something that they should have realistically talked about with what if the case that you get infected by venom, especially knowing that you have an evil vampire chasing you, this is a conversation yeah. that they should have had that Bella would have been like, if I get venom in me, I would like to become a vampire. But no, like they obviously didn't think like that, but yeah, in a, in, in a best case scenario, they should have had a contingency basically. Yeah. yeah. Like the first time, yeah. the first time they kissed. Yeah. Edward should have been like, Hey, before we do this, I just need you to know the venom is here. Uh And if it gets in you, 
there's a chance you could start turning into a vampire. So A, you need to decide right now if we just don't kiss. <laughs> yeah. B, what you want me to do in that situation, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it all comes down to choice and giving Bella the proper information to make her own choices in these situations and not not thinking he knows what's best for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think part of the problem with this is that they're both 17 and horny. But so, Edward is 117. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, mm, being horny is not an excuse. No, I just, I meant more that they're like young enough and neither have dated before. So it probably hasn't even occurred to them that they should have like frank conversations with each other. Yeah. Which yeah. is stupid. But, but Like, here's the thing. Like, uh-huh. Carlisle... <laughs> And Edward actually is a doctor also. But Carlisle is a currently practicing doctor. And, like, if you are a good person who is a doctor, this is the sort of conversation you should be telling people to have if they have, like, STIs. Yeah. Right? Like, you need to be like, hey, you just need to be open with your partners and tell them X, Y, Z. So, like, here is the plan to, like, avoid it. Or here's what happens if it happens, you know? True, yeah. So becoming a vampire is no different. <laughs> becoming a having vampire. to discuss STIs with people, which is like a thing that is stigmatized that True. shouldn't be. Yeah. And this being written by a Mormon, I, you know, oh, it, yeah. it kind of makes sense that that's not something she would think of that they should talk about because, ooh, that's taboo. We don't talk taboo. about that. That's true. Well, if you only have sex with one person after you're married, then... Yeah. You don't need to have that conversation. I mean, honestly, uh, the HIV slash AIDS pandemic was not that long ago. So 2004 yep. I, in the States. Yep. They probably weren't talking about it. It's true. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. It's a fun podcast. Yeah. For fun. For fun. I think within this conversation, it would be really interesting if they had been mature enough to have that conversation, I guess for Edward to talk to Rosalie and be like, Hey, yeah. Convince this girl why she shouldn't be a vampire. Cause like Rosalie obviously hates it. Like Edward references in this chapter that she has never forgiven any of them for turning her into a vampire and like yeah. letting her have the chance to have a human life and a human death. Yeah. She's somebody that Bella should talk to before. Yeah. Any of this. <laughs> or like, okay, Bella's yeah. going to be in like screaming pain for a while. Mm-hmm. But clearly she was able to like, like she was able to have like the moment of clarity to be like, my hand hurts. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. yeah. Right. And so you should be able to get another moment of clarity where you can be like, Bella, do you want to become a vampire or do you want me to kill you? <laughs> right like even then like there's a moment there where you can have that discussion yeah Yeah. or or even being like we're just gonna let her turn into a vampire and then ask her yeah do you want to keep being a vampire or should we kill you yeah yeah it's interesting how they treat vampirism as absolute immortality yeah when they literally killed james (laughs) two seconds before yeah (laughs) yeah in the chapter before, or maybe the one before that, Edward, again, thinks about how he's going to kill himself and who he's going to get to do it. Yeah. So it's not like this is something that Edward hasn't considered. He's considered it at great length. Yeah. And obviously in New Moon, he considers it 
and much more length. <laughs> yeah. Consent is important. Consent is important. Consent is important. Guys. <laughs> I'm mad at Carlisle for not teaching Edward that. <laughs> Seriously yeah. though. Like we, we bad dad. <laughs> we praise Carlisle a lot and like I think Midnight Sun is making me like him less. Yeah. Just because he keeps like I don't in this chapter, for example, he's suturing up Bella's head wounds. And clearly Edward, his son whom he loves dearly, is in like great distress over the idea of having to suck the venom out of Bella. Yeah. And his response is, I can't help you. It's yeah. like, yeah. okay, but as the person with like the most practice resisting the temptation of human blood and knowing that Edward has this particular attraction to Bella's blood specifically, and also knowing that Edward has a medical degree. Yeah. Wouldn't yeah. like the kind thing to do be to, to say like Edward sew up her head, I'll suck the venom out. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> or like if Carlisle also thinks like if Carlisle's like, I actually don't think I can do it. Right. Like yeah. if he's like Edward, if he thinks Edward has the best chance because Edward loves her. True. And because what ends up happening is that, of course, it's not Alice or Carlisle or any of them who are trying to stop him from drinking her dry. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's yeah. Edward. It's Bella being like, "Edward, stay with me," and he's like, "Okay," and then he stops drinking her blood because yeah. he loves her so much. Ugh. And so, like, if he actually thinks that's what's going to happen, and so that's why Edward should do it, instead of just being like, "I can't help you," he should be like, "Edward, you can do this." You know, like be supportive. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just be like, figure it, you're out your fucking cell. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, Carlisle <laughs> is this, like, wonderful, supportive, like, nurturing father figure. And in the greatest crisis of Edward's <laughs> life so far, his response is, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Come on, it's man. Like, okay. That's <laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I'm busy suturing. And I'm just a vampire <laughs> right? who can do 17 things at the same time. Oh, my God. Like, also, how has he not done suturing already when, like, three paragraphs before Edward was like, wow, Carlisle is suturing so fast, faster than any doctor or any machine ever has done before. And he's still going? But that goes to question, like, how badly is Bella actually hurt? Like, she should not have survived this if she's got that many things that need fucking suturing. She should have bled out within seconds. They're in a lake of her blood. That's yeah. That's also it. It's like if she bled out that much, like she from a head wound. Like, yeah. I will say I looked it up. There is only about five liters of blood in a human body. Edward says we were in a lake of her blood. I'm like that's a lot of the five liters. That, but that's and also, you're sucking out the rest of it. That's also Edward being a melodramatic drama queen. But yeah. but there was enough blood that it like soaked into his pants yeah, when yeah. he was like kneeling down next to her yeah. and like Alice had to dodge around it to get anywhere near them. Yeah, 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 yeah. To be fair, five liters like in a container, it seems like way more when it's splattered all over the ground. Yeah, that's true. true. As someone who works with water a lot. <laughs> this is this is true, yes. <laughs> Uh, now I uh, wish we could all gather for science and just dump five liters of water on the ground and see how much. Be like, yeah. dang, that is a lot. Well, well also, well we that. don't want it to be five liters because then she True. would be dead. Then she would be dead. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. How much do you think Edward drank of her? Like, couldn't be that much. If he has to suck hard enough to counter <laughs> her circulatory <heartbeat>. system, <laughs> that's like 
pretty strong. Yeah, I don't know. And the venom has already made one full round through her body. We're that's the, that's the other thing. The venom yeah. is already everywhere. It's already yeah. everywhere. So you would have had to suck out. All, no, of it. All, of All of it. He's, he has to be yeah. one of those, you know, those filter things where they run your blood through Oh, yeah. Edward's yeah. a dialysis machine. Yeah, yeah. Edward's a dialysis machine. He, he, he didn't mention that he sucked it all out and then spat it back in. Of oh his dry mouth. <laughs> well, he, he he has, like, the venom glands in his mouth that release venom. Maybe they can also uptake the venom. Yeah. So he, like, sucks the blood filtration. into his mouth, filters out the venom, and then spits it back into Bella. Edward had a mouthful of differently sized gravel. So it just, like... <laughs> Filtration. I wish you could both just see my face right now because I'm just like, <laughs> what? You this know. isn't my kink. <laughs> no, it's not my kink. No, we're just doing science. <laughs> this is just science. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Probably only to us. <laughs> Probably only to us. Oh my god. Um, I went on a deep science dive uh-huh. for only tangentially related to this chapter. <laughs> Okay. But it was related to something we talked about last time. Oh. Because last time we talked about how vampire skin reflects in sunlight, but not indoor lights. Yeah. Yes. And Hannah actually alluded to this earlier, which I didn't react to because I wanted to say it now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But there is something else. That sparkles with a beautiful rainbow under sunlight, but not under indoor lights. <laughs> Is it hollow? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's holographic glitter. <laughs> oh. So Hannah and I watched the same YouTube channel. <laughs> so shout out to uh, Christine <laughs> Thanks, for Christine. making me think about this. But holographic nail polish is essentially like it's glitter but it's not normal glitter because it reflects a rainbow and like quote-unquote normal glitter is just like it reflects the color that it is mm-hmm. so it like glints mm-hmm. but like holographic glitter is a very specific structure <laughs> that reflects rainbow light so oh, so wait are you saying that vampires are now holographic glitter yes vampires are ho- <laughs> Is that why Christine's nail polish is so expensive? She has to grind up vampires to put it Yeah, you have to grind up vampires. Okay, the thing was, though, I was like, I'm just going to look up how holographic nail polish works. Uh Uh-huh. And then I'll know the answer. Yeah. And so the very short answer is that holographic glitter is essentially a very weird pattern underneath (laughs) a layer of film. So it reflects a bunch of different lights. But I tried to look up more specifics, and it turns out that glitter is, like, the biggest trade secret in the world. (laughs) What? Yeah. Wait, really? So, yeah. So I read a New York Times article that was maybe the best article I've read all year. Oh. It was so well-written and so entertaining it's called What is Glitter by Katie Weaver. And it, I'm going to send it to you guys because you just got to read it because it's fun. Okay. The article starts being like, what is glitter made of? And it's like, glitter is made of glitter. And it's like, oh. oh. What? <laughs> like, oh. Yes. 
you get start with a big glitter and you cut it into tiny glitters. I can't talk about what this whole thing. Fuck? Yeah. Can we get Christine on our podcast? Yeah, can we? See, that's the thing. She probably doesn't act. She's never actually talked about the structure of hollow because it's a trade secret. You can't know how hollow is made. It's like there are are like three companies that make glitter. And when she was writing this article, she was like, I wasn't allowed in the room where they make the glitter. I wasn't allowed in the room where they talk about making the glitter. He didn't even want me on site. What? What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> that is wild yeah i had no idea glitter was such a secretive enterprise so if you compress yeah. enough glitter you get a vampire yeah exactly the part that i think is the clearest explanation is glitter starts as like a clear sheet of essentially polyester film like a polymer yeah okay which is then metalized meaning like you know like a chip bag is like yeah. aluminum but it's yeah. also like movable yeah so it's metalized essentially by like evaporating aluminum onto this film okay and then after that you emboss a pattern a very specific pattern onto that film i guess it would be before you metalize it anyway it's basically like the pattern, the structure is what makes the rainbow holographic glitters everywhere. And then they just cut it up into whatever size and sell it as hollow glitter. What the heck? But yeah. I thought that some glitter was made from minerals itself. Because, yeah. Because glitter itself isn't recyclable. I know that's yeah. a thing. So there's biodegradable mm-hmm. glitter, which I'm assuming is more mineral based. Yeah. So you can't get a true rainbow from a mineral. Oh. but but like makeups and stuff will use mica yeah which like glints so it sparkles oh okay gotcha but if you want like that true rainbow holographic it has to be the plastic glitter wild um and yeah glitter is a microplastic it never yes. goes away <laughs> yes ever so ever. It's bad but my my theory is that the vampires have diamond or whatever because i also looked at i was like okay but how does this work so i Mm -hmm. looked up how the human epidermis works (laughs) (laughs) um and i just want to say the outermost layer is for sam oh because because it's the stratum corneum which means the horny layer (laughs) god i thought you were gonna say it was wet (laughs) that's oh <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing, yeah. and how are you going to cut out these parts? I don't know. So, you know. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, so my skin. Okay, so the skin is horny. It's like me. Okay, mm-hmm. and yeah. You? <laughs> so there's like I don't. There's like a couple layers of skin, but because even like the outermost layer is like a couple layers. There's stuff in there, like there's one layer that's mostly keratin, and I was like, maybe the keratin is what becomes like the diamond, and then there's like the layer underneath because of the diamond overlaying it now, there's like a weird pattern, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe that pattern is the holographic pattern, is sort wow. of what I was thinking. Also because I went back in to look at more like how the that peacock color structure works. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, when you get the iridescent rainbow, 
on butterflies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we keep okay. coming back to butterflies. We do. Yeah. They're like they're essentially like overlapping scales of right. chitin with those like structures on them that create the color. Okay. So I was like, that would also explain how a vampire can like move still. Yeah. Because it's it, not it one solid yeah. piece. It's just like layers upon layers of like overlapping tiny little scales. Huh. Oh. Right? That kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It does, yeah. And so like the very hard structure, the diamond, is the outermost layer, so it's actually clear. And then, then underneath oh. that, it would like where it connects to the skin, because like it's a diamond structure, maybe it creates that holographic pattern in the skin underneath. And then the skin underneath is still just like skin, which is hmm. how you get maybe like because vampires are like white or black yeah. or have like they look like people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Damn, Sophie. You so smart. I got really excited <laughs> looking it yeah. up yesterday. I'm surprised you kept that from us for so long. Yeah, <laughs> I, me, me also. That's like a whole day. Yeah, wow. wow. That's was, really cool. Yeah, it was at like 10.30 last night. So I was like, Fair. they're both asleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I did yesterday. I just thought it was cool that maybe that's how it works. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah. That seems very plausible with the other things that we've established. <laughs> I just, I get too into biologizing. <laughs> <laughs> it's great i love that yeah i need a mineralogist mineral mineralogist i think mineralogist i need a hollow scientist to yeah. come onto the show and reveal their trade secrets <laughs> <laughs> to our audience of 14 our, our audience of 14 <laughs> so that they can confirm if i'm correct yes uh -huh. someday when we're a big podcast we're yes. gonna get a moth expert and a parasitologist. Yeah. And, and a mineralogist. Expert. And yeah. Christine. <laughs> yeah. We have a very narrow skill set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're three There's... marine biologists. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if Listen. <laughs> vampire pigmentation was inherited and affected the same way as lobster pigmentation, I would be all over this. <laughs> I mean, I did dissect the trophic cascade effects of vampires in the local forest way back when, so I did apply yeah. my marine ecology skills there you somewhere. Go. There you go. <laughs> Someday the fact that I know what a sea pen likes to eat uh -huh. will be helpful. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, the offshoot... Well, it'll be when I delve into the fossil record of vampires and reveal Ooh. the offshoot yes. of filter feeding vampires. <laughs> yes, yes, there we go. Oh my god. <laughs> the only other fun fact I had was that, so when Bella arrived in Forks, what would have also been on the news the whole time would be like right now, where everyone's talking about Brood X cicadas. Because <laughs> oh. the last time the Brood X cicadas came out was 2004. Oh. oh. That's why she had to move away from <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually why. looked it up. There's no cicadas in Arizona or forks but oh. mm, well if she was paying attention great she would have known <laughs> thanks for that <You're> <laughs> uh yeah well now that we've finished off that important information let's guess what happens next so twilight the next chapter is an impasse 
and Midnight Sun, the next chapter is chores. Chores. Stuff you do around your house, chores? Chores. Hmm. I'm assuming chores is dealing with Victoria. Yeah. As a chore, right? Cleaning up their trail. I was thinking like mess. burning down the also that studio oh, yeah. and like tidying yeah. it up and yeah. Burning it down and then tidying it up. Well, and the yeah, disaster you know. they left on the friggin' freeway? Yeah. They gotta tidy up after they ruin everything. There were no deaths, though, Sam. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, true. No that, disaster. Because that makes it okay. People yeah. were just, like, injured and, you know, probably have life-ending um, disabilities now or, like, stuff like that. But nobody died, so no. it's fine. Nobody died. Nobody yeah, died. it's not like anybody needs their car. Yeah. So no. they can just destroy it. It's not those. like cars are super expensive as somebody who had a car totaled because of an idiot that triggers me (laughs) it doesn't change your life at all doesn't change your life at all great what about an impasse edward's literally probably going to refuse to let her do anything she's going to be laying in bed like literally doing nothing not allowed to do anything but just like recover yeah i thought it was going to be like in terms of their relationship. Like oh, it was going to be an impasse. Like Bella's like, no, I still want to be together. And Edward is like, not possible. Look at how much yeah. danger you were in because of this. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. well, I refuse to leave your side. And he's like, I refuse you to be at my side. And I'm assuming <laughs> that's what it's going to I'm going to get really angry, aren't I? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. We all can. Don't worry. That's great. <laughs> we can spread it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that. anger works, right? If you share yeah. it, it gets less. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the history of this podcast has taught me anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've gotten less angry after we've talked about it. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Well, both of those sound good. We'll figure it out next time. Yeah. Uh, how about we talk about what we're reading? Yeah. 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 I will go first. I finally read that T. Kingfisher book, Paladin's Grace, that I've been waiting for. Oh, yeah? It was so good. Yay! It was good. It was just good. That's all I want to talk about is that I read it and it was great. I love that for you. In a very serious way, like, I love that for you. Thanks. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Like I said, I'm in the middle of packing to move, so I don't have (laughs) many books on the go at the moment. (laughs) That's fair. That one, I read it and it was great. The end. So I decided that I enjoyed pain. And so I just <laughs> I started reading Words of Radiance by Brandon oh Sanderson. Oh but <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to it on audio this time. Okay. And the audiobook's really good. It's the same narrators as the second two books in the Shades of Magic trilogy. Oh. Yeah, so good. And I'm already about 20% through. So um, oh, wow. there's hope that I'll be finished it faster than Way of Kings. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say that I saw you put it on Goodreads. And yeah. you updated it. In your first update that I saw, you were at 20%. And I just want to say I'm proud of you. Aw, thanks, Sophie. <laughs> it you does... made it so far so quickly. <laughs> it does help listening to it. And it also helps that I think I had one work day where I could listen to it for like four days because I was just doing some like data entry stuff or data manipulation, like super easy stuff. Nice. So I was like, yeah. But yeah. What about you, Hannah? 
I am currently reading two Star Wars books. One in paper and one on audio. They are Tarkin and the High Republic Into the Dark. I just got Into the Dark this afternoon. I'm like three chapters into it. So far, it's better than the other High Republic book I've read. Not that that's a high bar. But yeah, they're okay. Are they, are all the High Republic ones connected? Yeah, so the first one I read was like the first one that came out, Light of the Jedi, and I did not like it because they're setting it up to be like, I think the connection point between a whole bunch of different stories. So there were way too many characters and none of them were like fleshed out and like a lot of them die super quickly and it's just like a very packed together book. But it seems like this one I'm reading now is taking like one of the minor characters or I guess two of the minor characters from that story and focusing on what led them to that point. Okay. So I think that's going to be a lot better. Nice. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like they're all connected about whatever the Starlight Beacon is. And there's (laughs) been a lot of talk about the Starlight Beacon and how it's going to like unify the Republic and it's going to be this amazing thing. But it doesn't Mm. exist in the canon later, so I'm sure something (laughs) horrific is going to happen to it at some point. Yes. I can almost guarantee that, yes. Yeah, it's going to get Death Starred. Uh, it'll be fine. But yeah, that's neat. <laughs> All I'm doing is Star Wars. <laughs> oh, we should say uh, none of us have started it yet. Oh, but yeah. Oh, we yeah. have a book. <laughs> <laughs> we have a book club. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Our book of June, that's the month it is, is This Savage Song by Victoria Schwab. So. That's what we will be reading. <laughs> By the time this episode it. comes out on June 22nd, Shh, we'll you'll finally it, hear what the book of the month is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I probably won't start it until then because it is a pretty yeah. short one. <laughs> it's a pretty short one, yeah. Yeah. Same. Great, yeah. If you like this chapter of Midlight Crisis, consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. Mm-hmm. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can let us know if you're on Team What or Team Drive. <laughs> <laughs> and all chapters of the show thus far are available on, on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. Team Drive! Oh my god. <laughs> I'm also die. Team Dry. I'm Team What. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And just like Edward throughout Midnight Sun, as a compelling male lead, we are absolutely and literally the worst people in the entire universe for that task. (laughs) I think we're very compelling men. (laughs) Glitter is made from glitter. Big glitter begets smaller glitter. Smaller glitter gets everywhere. All glitter is impossible to remove. Now never ask this question again. <laughs>